In this episode of the Rise podcast, I'm speaking with Jessica Louise. She's an inspirational thought leader, naturopath, and a magnetic mother to three beautiful young children. Her mission is to empower and uplift multidimensional women to reclaim their confidence, creativity, self-worth, and for them to rise into their most magnetic self to attract all that she or you desire. In this episode, we're discussing all things self-worth. What does the journey to self-worth look like for women, and in particular, for mothers? And Jess shares insight into her own personal story and what that journey looked like for her to step into her worth. I hope you enjoy this episode with a few beautiful gold nuggets to take away. Welcome to the Rise Podcast. Rise above your fears, rise above your challenges, rise above the unexpected. You have come here today to listen to leaders and everyday people from around the world talk on health, love, life, spirituality, business, and the planet. By listening to stories of others transcending their challenges, it expands your knowing to see and hear that you have the capacity to access the same resources and internal energy so you can rise into a state that will serve your abundance, flow, and harmony. I am your host, Amy Redunds. Together, let's find a new way to get things done. Together, let's find a new way to be. Together, let's rise. Hello and welcome to the Rise podcast. I am here today with Jessica Louise. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm really excited to be here. I'm super excited to have you here and share your journey on a topic that I know resonates with so many women all around self-worth. And I've been working with you a little bit over the last few months and know a bit of your journey. And so I'd love to delve deep into what that self-worth journey has looked like over the years for you. So what what is self-worth? What does self-worth mean to you? Yeah, yeah, it's been an interesting journey. So I guess self-worth is really that unconditional love for ourselves. And, you know, really finding that love for ourselves before anything else. And once we find that unconditional love for ourselves, we can really step into our power and into our purpose and, you know, really expand our soul's growth. So I think what I find is a lot of women sit in that lack of worth. And I think that really stems from conditioning, um, it could be trauma, certain experiences in childhood, um, society pressures. But one of the biggest things that I find is a disconnection to oneself, to their inner being, you know, their higher self, their higher consciousness of them. And so I think it's really the process of getting to know yourself, you know, this self-exploration, this journey of who are we? Um, so I guess like, the question of my journey, I guess that really started in childhood. Uh, I was like the shyest kid that you 
would ever find. Like I literally clung to my mum's leg for the first four to five years of my life and wouldn't say boo to anybody unless I was at home with my siblings. And I feel that there's a lot of different reasons, but one of the reasons I have found is due to probably a subconscious um, pattern that I have brought through my maternal line. And that is the first female to come through my maternal line in three to four generations that has not um, experienced sexual abuse. So as you could imagine, as a mother, you know, protecting your daughter. And I feel that I probably subconsciously took that on and really just recluse into my little shell as a child. And I guess the journey of breaking through that shell over the years, through my teenage years, um, I went across the other side of the world to really just explore and find myself. Like, who am I? And, you know, I, as a child also, I experienced um, chronic eczema and chronic asthma and chronic allergies. So I was very self-conscious of my body um, when I was a child as well. And so, you know, moving through my 20s, I tend to really uh, dive into jobs that were very masculine. And I just really didn't have a sense of my feminine side. And it wasn't until around my late 20s where I decided to study as a naturopath and um, nutritionist and herbal medicine practitioner, really to just explore myself and find out who I am and what on earth was going on with my body, like why I was constantly sick. Like I was constantly having glandular fever um, and just I knew I had poor gut health, but I didn't, I wasn't getting the answers from anyone. And then I experienced infertility. So it was just one thing after another. And I thought, right, I need to dive into this myself. So I went and enrolled myself into naturopathy and I spent three years pretty much um, my entire schooling was based around fertility and hormonal health, really to figure out what was going on. So were you and your husband trying to conceive at this point in time? Yes, we were. And I had been told after 12 months of seeing a doctor and doing all sorts of different tests, um, I'd been given the slip of infertility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what did that journey look like because obviously you have children now <laughs> yes I know I've got three beautiful little children so yeah it's interesting right because I was given that slip and I went through naturopathy and within a year I fell pregnant naturally and it was purely me understanding my cycles my body I had experienced severe periods Um, What I now know was endometriosis and PCOS as a young, um, you know, female coming through my teenage years and my 20s, I had just the most excruciating periods. So all of this, I think, is really about it all, it all kind of like connects together. It's like all putting the puzzle, the pieces of the puzzle together. And I really find that it all comes around self-worth and really having unconditional love for yourself but really finding that inner being, like who are we? Who is that? For me, it's like I'm a just this 
constant, like ever growing, changing, evolving, growth seeking being inside. And I've really explored that over the last particularly two years of having this huge spiritual um, expansion. And share with me more, what has this spiritual expansion looked like? What was involved? What were you going through? Yeah, so I uh, a few years prior, I had a home clinic um, study, uh, working as a naturopath and I was specifically in fertility and hormonal health. Then I closed that down when I had my second child and I had a three-year break. So I had this in my head, this like ego sitting on my shoulder, like, Jess, you have to get back into naturopathy. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. And it kept playing on my mind for like six months. And I was like, right, even though deep down, I knew it wasn't for me. So I hustled and I pushed through and I spent um, money and time on a mentor to get me back up and running, the systems in place. And I got into clinic and I took my first week of clients and I just knew, I just had that like feeling in my sacral um, and generator and human design. It was a strong sacral response as to Jess, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. And it was like, no, 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 I've, I've spent money on this and time. And like, how can I now say to my husband and all my friends that I'm not, that I'm going to pack it all in. And it was a really, it was a big deal for me because throughout my life, I've heard those comments of Jess, just finish what you started, you know, but what I have understood in human design, if it doesn't light me up, I can't continue on. Because if I continue on and I push, I end up getting sick. And that has happened to me time and time and again over the last couple of years. So I closed my clinic after two weeks. Wow, that is big. Yes. And um, it was really hard. It was really hard to swallow that pride. But what happened there, it, was, it had to happen. It was one of those points that had to happen because then I had a session with a spiritual healer and she connected her higher self with my higher self. And uh, I mean, I didn't know what the higher self was back then. You know, I, I, I didn't have an, I, I'd heard of higher self plenty of times, but I didn't know how to connect with my higher self. And when she did, I had this full body um, experience. And what happened through the process was she would go through body organs and she would do a clearing out. And one little story I'll tell you actually is she said I had some stagnation in my uterus and um, she said, oh, you've had a miscarriage, which I had no idea. But when she told me, I knew the exact time it was when we were trying to have children, that time of infertility. And she cleared that stagnation in my uterus. The next morning I woke up to feeling like I had lost a child. It was like this overwhelming like state. I couldn't get off the couch for two days. And I woke up with um, a bleed and it was a really brown stagnant bleed. And I was gobsmacked. I I mean, I was in jail for my period for two weeks. And I just thought, wow. Like how, I mean, she, this was through Zoom and she was on the other side of Australia and it just, it blew my mind. And that 
was really the start of my spiritual journey because once I had connected with my higher self, I mean, I had to Google this. Like I had to, I found, <laughs> I found a podcast that told me the exact steps to um, connect with my higher self. And honestly, it was, it has been the most expense, soul expansive journey. And like, I'm not the same person I was two years ago, even six months ago. I'm just like this constant, like, you know, vibrational being that is just rising at a exponential rate. <laughs> but what um, was really quite profound is I had all of these people starting to come into my existence through podcasts or through books. People would say, oh, um, have you heard of this book? And I'm like, no, but I just listened to a podcast that told me I needed to read that. And so all these things started to happen and something which was, it still blows my mind how it happened. But one of the first times I connected with my higher self, which was in early 2021, so not that long ago, I immediately, and I just, I literally started for the people listening of how to connect with your higher self. I literally started with just putting binaural beats on Spotify on my phone, popped my earphones in, and I just sort of, you know, released any, um, anything from my mind, any energy from my mind. And I just visualized like the, a pillar of light heading up towards the universe and meeting my higher self and then bringing my higher self back into my body to ground me. And when I did that, all of a sudden I was standing in front of my younger self. She was about seven or eight and she was standing at school and she had a big jumper and tracksuit pants on. It was a 40 degree day. This is what I used to do because I was so self-conscious of my eczema. And I gave her a hug and I said, I forgive you. And I like, it was, I, I can't even explain how real it was. It was like, if time didn't exist, I was there. Like I was there standing in front of her, my physical self standing in front of my younger self. And I said, I forgive you. And I gave her a hug. And then as soon as I saw that she accepted the forgiveness, I just felt my body just like leave that scenario. And I just woke up and I, I mean, I've not woke up. I came out of my unconscious state and I was just like, I, I couldn't speak. I was gobsmacked that that had happened. And so, I mean, this is just two little stories. So many of these stories have come through in the last two years of me just connecting with my higher consciousness and feeling that beautiful connection with it um, and staying consistent with that practice. Love it. That's so beautiful. And I love how much you've shifted in the last two years. Yeah, it's very, it's inspiring. I'm interrupting this episode to share with you an exciting new tool for those who are wanting to move from a state of fear, anxiety or overwhelm and into a state of flow. The tool is the divinely guided online program called my Fear to Flow 30 Day Challenge. If you feel you're in a place of stagnancy, low self-worth, or you have feelings of fear around what is the next step for you to take in life or business, or have a general fear around making the right decision, then this 30-day challenge is perfect for you. 
I have created it so most of the daily challenges don't require much time and effort so that your resistance to change and shifting your beliefs is quite low. It is a juicy filled challenge that is currently only priced at $1 a day. You can join by following the link in my show notes or visiting my website, amyredunds.com. And now back to the episode. I'd love for you to share for other women out there, why do you feel as women they suffer from self-worth more than men? What is what is happening there? What is going on? Yeah, I think that we, I mean, like women definitely. Mothers is another level <laughs> of really leaving all of ourselves at the front door to provide and and give but not being open to receive and to actually take time for oneself and you know a a simple little ritual that I do every day is just to walk outside and ground my feet on the bare earth and just feel the connection one with nature with the earth with you know the universe um, and watch the morning sunrise. It is so simple, but it's just a simple little practice just to come back to yourself and who you really are and what you're here to do. And I think as women in general, like we just, I mean, I, I definitely comes from belief patterns, experiences as children, um, institutions, whether that be school or university, there's a lot of conditioning happening over your lifetime and what uh, Joda Spencer calls it is the conditioned mind and it's really being able to tap into that conditioned mind your subconscious mind and one thing that I do most mornings it doesn't happen every morning so I've got three little children <laughs> sometimes I end up in their bed sometimes in my bed um, but I like to do a morning meditation And, you know, meditation, I didn't quite understand what meditation was. All I thought meditation was, was, you know, tapping, you know, five minutes on the end of a yoga session. That's, that's the extent that I have ever done of meditation until early 2021, where I was introduced through, you know, a chain of events of things coming to me was Joe Dispenza's work. And, really understanding that in the morning that is when that golden gate that door is open to the subconscious mind it's wide open and it's ready (laughs) to be reprogrammed and recalibrated if we give it the opportunity so I love to sit down even if it's for 15 20 minutes Um, sometimes I get five minutes but whatever it is I'm, I'm super appreciative of whatever I get And sometimes I sit in silence, sometimes I have binaural beats on, and then other times I'm listening to a guided meditation with Joe Dispenza. And basically it's it's that doorway to really create a new state of being. Because as Joe Dispenza says, you you bring forth into the new day up to 95% of the thoughts that you were thinking from yesterday. So, and we're really walking around on autopilot. I feel like 
particularly women, are walking around on autopilot. And I think it's only like 5% of what we're actually using of our conscious mind Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. I think it's 95% is all the subconscious stuff. So when we can actually tap into that subconscious mind and start to reprogram it to what we want and where we want to be, I think that is, has been one of the most powerful things for me in the last couple of years. And that for me has been my most successful way of manifesting what I want and where I'm going. Yeah, agree, agree. Same here too. And, um, you know, my my journey started before kids. So it, it was interesting for me to observe, you know, the reprogramming and um, everything I did before kids. And then kids came along and then they become toddlers. And then me discovering how much more reprogramming I still have to do. <laughs> which is an interesting experience so yes I feel like my children show me what I have to still keep keep reprogramming well and they do because they you know as you know everyone around you is a reflection of self so everyone in your reality is a physical reflection of you whether that be your inner or outer being, and that's your children, your husband, your partner, your family, your friends, yeah, yeah. mum or dad, yes. Yes, yes, everyone. And, you know, when you can observe that, it's actually really cool. It's really exciting because we don't go back, we don't go straight into um, that, you know, vibration of anger and resentment and frustration with that person. We can be like, oh, this is interesting part of me that I haven't acknowledged or uncovered yet. <laughs> Yes, yes. You know, what I love is recently I've um, started contracting for a company and I haven't um, worked in a big um, organization, like been within it in, I don't know, 10 years, let's say. So way before my personal development journey. And I've, I've over the um, recent years have, you know, surrounded myself with conscious individuals and people that are regularly in the personal development journey. So to go back into this space of people that haven't touched the personal development industry is so eye-opening for me in um, our unconscious behaviours and our unconscious patterns and how much of society is running and operating that way. And so, you know, working with people like you, I get so excited that you are in the forefront in being able to break through these barriers with mm. people and support people in yet yeah, rising above their current circumstances. So for those that are listening, that they are new to this space, what are some signs and symptoms for them that they're running unconscious patterns? Yeah, well, I guess it's like, it's that running on autopilot and not really being aware of your thoughts. Then one of the most powerful things you can do is to study yourself. And that's really, you know, we're not not trying to control your thoughts, but becoming consciously aware of them. I think that is one of the most powerful things that I have done. And, you know, I'll give you like a little example. So when we were away um, on holidays recently, we went, uh, because I'm big on the power of appreciation and feeling um, joy first thing in the morning. 
So we were on holidays and we're staying near the beach and we jumped in the ocean. I mean, it was cold, like there wasn't many people in there, but that feeling of jumping in the ocean, like diving in head first, just brings like my sacral is on fire. Like it just feels so good and you feel so much appreciation to be alive. Anyway, we left the beach, we went out to a cafe and we'd done the same thing about three mornings in a row. And we got up to the cafe and I went to the toilets, my hubby did the order. And he decided that morning that he was just going to buy um, me and him a coffee and the kids were going to go off and do mini golf and um, he wasn't going to get anything for the kids that morning. And um, so I came out and the coffees were delivered and the lady took the tail number away. And she, I said, oh, um, what about the kids' food, honey? And he was like, oh, yeah, no, I decided we were just going to have um, enjoy our coffee together this morning. And I just saw red because <laughs> I was like, that's not how it works. <laughs> and anyway, the kids run over and they're like, where's my baby Chino? Where's my toast, blah, blah, blah. And um, I just saw red. I grabbed his wallet. I stood up and I went over to back into the cafe to order. But there was about 10 people lining up. And I had recently been reading the book, The Law of Attraction by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And although I have been doing this stuff for many, many, many years, like I've hypnobirthed all three of my babies with no pain relief, it really only sunk in this year from reading that book, like it clicked. And I was like, wow, okay, the power of my thoughts. And I quickly centered myself and thought, okay, I need to look for a good feeling thought here because it's going to ruin the whole day with me in this mood. And I looked up to my left and there was a picture on the wall of the exact beach that we had just dived into. And immediately I just felt a wave of love and appreciation and I changed my entire way of how I was thinking. And I just went into a state of love and appreciation and thought, this is fine, this is okay. And I walked out and I said, honey, let's quickly finish our coffees and we'll go back to the van and we'll make the kids breakfast. Now, if I had have sat in that low vibrating thought of pissed off and angry at him and just like, why can't he just do some something so simple, a simple task? If I had have sat in that, it would have ruined the entire day because I would have then started to attract more of that low vibration to my existence. So it's so, some, that's something, a really, really simple story of when something happens because things happen all the time especially when you've got young children and you feel that wave of frustration or anger or resentment or lack whatever it is there's always always you can always find something good within that and it may even be the the child that is raging at you and you just look at them and in your mind say wow you were such a beautiful human being I'm so grateful to have you in my life and it just it changes your whole perspective it changes your whole state of being mm -hmm. and it's not easy at the start <laughs> <laughs> it's not <laughs> yes yes and I feel um you know I was just sharing with you before this podcast that hubby and I have done a role reversal and he's a bit more of stay at home dad at the moment and him dealing with, you know, three kids screaming at once, <laughs> you know, I've, I've had practice over the years of yes. uh, being able to learn how to regulate my system, mm. to be able to find those 
good thoughts to be able to search for that awareness and that new change of perspective yes yeah he's um yes has been thrown into now (laughs) learn that now (laughs) (laughs) and that'll take time it's all a journey right (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so I'd love for you to share with us what do you feel over your you know 30 plus years has been the what the moment in your life where you feel has kind of changed the trajectory or has been um that pivotal moment that has um you've grown with a lot of learnings or has there been a struggle in your life where you're like has shifted the trajectory of your life what what has supported you in rising above your your self-worth well there's a lot there's so many but there's a story I'll tell that happened recently which um is is interesting to tell because I haven't really said it out loud to anyone so just bear with me but this is all around self-love and self-worth so a few months ago I stopped breastfeeding and my third child so I've been conceiving pregnancy and breastfeeding for the last seven years so it's a new chapter of my life and uh, you know that seven years of just giving 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 And now I've come to a point where I'm opening myself up to receive. And so interestingly, when I stopped breastfeeding, my hormones changed slightly and I started to put on a little bit of weight. And my beautiful four-year-old daughter, like as pure and innocent as they are, um, she said some comments uh, over consecutive weeks, (laughs) how my tummy looks like it's wobbling and am I having another baby? And I kind of, it started to play in my mind a bit. I was, you know, obviously fobbered off and, you know, my body is beautiful and, you know, I've just finished, like, and I kind of went through the whole story, right, every time. <laughs> but it started to play on my mind. And I, we went away, like I mentioned before, and I was really feeling a bit self-conscious because I knew I was going to be in my bathers a lot, going to waterfalls and waterholes. And I was just feeling a little bit like, you know, heavy and just a bit, um, just a bit yucky, like a bit hefty, you know, like just not good in my being. And I also noticed in that time, I was feeling a disconnection from my inner self too, not just my um, physical environment as well. And so there was an interesting little thing that happened when we got up to the top of North WA and we met this family Now, I had been reading the law of attraction throughout that trip. So it'd been about three weeks and I got to the section of self-worth and I noticed that when I was reading this chapter, a lot of things were starting to come into my existence that were starting to test me. And I just knew to go with it because I knew I was uncovering layers from probably childhood. (laughs) Anyway, we met this family and I met the mother And the first thing that came to me in my mind was hello fatty. And I wanted to slap myself across the face. I I could not believe that that just just came into my existence of how like I've never ever called anyone of any names, whether it would be um, subconsciously, consciously, like I've just, it's never happened. And I was gobsmacked and it kept happening every time I saw her that day. 
And I was like, what is going on here? But I knew it was a test. I knew this was a test for me because I had dived into this stuff and I was open to it. So that night I jumped in the swag, kids were asleep and I just focused on my breath. And what I did is I sent love to the parts in my body that I was feeling lack. And I just sent pure love with an elevated emotion because this is the key to manifesting is an elevated emotion of feeling in the moment of feeling pure love and joy in those parts of my body. I woke up the next morning and we saw that family again. And this time I said the same thing, but it was just very subtle. It was kind of like, hello, fatty, like not like there was no meaning to it. It wasn't like the day before I was like, hi fatty like <laughs> and I just wanted to slap myself it was like it was just just a really subtle thing and I was like okay mm, this is interesting so that night I went to bed again lay down and I just sent unconditional love to every single part of my body and I just laid there and I just felt like in this pure bliss of just appreciation and love for myself and then the next morning woke up and we saw the same family again because we'd been seeing them for three or four days in a row. And the first thing that came to my mind was, hello, beautiful woman. Yeah. There was there was no lack. It was just like all I could see was this beautiful woman standing in front of me. And do you know what? That's the reflection of me. So I had not consciously been saying in the mirror to myself, hello, fatty, or like, God, you've put on weight. I kind of probably just was ignoring the mirror, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But if I had not have learned that, then I think I probably would have been putting myself into more lack subconsciously saying that because I had become aware and sent love to my body, I knew that that was all to do with me. That was a test. And since that moment, I mean, this is a continual practice, right? You can't just do one thing and then it's like, you know, bliss for the rest of your life. But from that moment, I felt so confident in my bathers. Whereas the three weeks previous, I was just like, you know, quickly put my um, shorts on or whatever it may be, quickly put a sarong on. And after that, after I had sent unconditional love to my body for three nights in a row, I felt magnetic. I was just like... I was strutting my stuff in a, in my bathers and like just had no like worry of lack. And I just think it's such a beautiful message for and lesson, not just for me, but for other women. You know, when we judge, we're actually judging ourselves. We're not judging anybody else. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Beautiful story, beautiful and very powerful story. You It actually mm. made me a bit emotional. Oh. Yeah, I love it, love it. Yeah, it's a, a practice that I'm sure will land with so many women. Mm. So I'd love for a little takeaway um, for our audience. What do you feel are your top three tips for anyone to be able to rise above their self-worth challenges? Yeah, number one is really feeling appreciation for you. Um, and I had a really cool little, like a few months ago, I was laying in bed two o'clock in the morning. I got woken up by a child or something and I was laying in bed and I just heard, it was like, <laughs> it was like, Jess, I have the secret to life. And I was like, okay, God, <laughs> whoever you are up there. 
And it, the secret, the key to success and to the key to a successful, vibrant, vibrational life is to live in appreciation of everything that you have now. Not, I'm going to do this when, or I can't wait until. It's like the power of now. And that appreciation, that word is such a high vibrating word. It's that really like tapped in, tuned on feeling. And it's who you really are. It's your in vibrational alignment when you're appreciating everything in your life right here, right now. So definitely appreciation would have to be a big one for me. The other one is um, which I have really um, just magnified into my life is being connected with nature. That is such a key, a missing link for so many people is the disconnection to nature. And for me, it's simply grounding my feet in the earth. It's seeing the morning sunrise. It's exposing my skin during times of the day when, you know, the sun is actually um, above us. And it's really just like diving into the ocean and, you know, walking through rainforests and bushwalking, wherever it may be, but just being in nature every single day is what keeps you aligned with your inner and your outer being. And yeah, the third one is, I guess, tapping into the power of your imagination. Like I didn't realize, but I'm a powerful visualizer. Like I can go into a meditation and I can physically be there. And to be able to do that with, like I mentioned earlier, with an elevated emotion of actually feeling in that moment, that is like, that is the power of manifestation because your imagination is the workshop of where everything is created. Everything starts with an idea and your imagination is like, that is, that is the whole portal of basically tapping into what you want to be, where you want to go, what you want to do. You have the ability to create your own reality simply through this. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Totally agree. Yes, love it. Love those three tips. So for anyone that would love to work with you, where can they find you? Yeah, so Instagram and Facebook. I'm mostly over at Instagram, to be honest, a lot on my stories. And you can just look me up on Jessica Louise um, and Magnetic Mother. That is what I'm on my handle at the moment is Magnetic Mother. It's something I changed recently because I feel like it really aligns with the vibration of where I'm going. So, yeah. Amazing. I'll share all of that in our show notes. And thank you so much for sharing your beautiful stories today. Thank you for having me on, Amy. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 